Rudy Gobert punched Kyle Anderson in the huddle. It got me thinking, what are the greatest scuffles in Minnesota sports history? We settled that on today's Minnesota Sports Rankum. This is Minnesota Sports Rankum, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. What's up, everybody? It's Sam Ekstrom, and it's Minnesota Sports Rankum, the show that settles debates and starts new ones. On today's episode, the top five scuffles in Minnesota sports history. But first, this program is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's America's number one sportsbook and an official partner of Locked On. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. We are available at Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Thank you to our first 5,000 subscribers. We appreciate you. We're also free and available wherever you find your podcasts. All anybody can talk about right now in Minnesota sports are the punches. Jaden McDaniels versus the wall. Rudy Gobert versus Kyle Anderson. In game 82 of the Wolves season, Rudy Gobert punches Kyle Anderson mid-game gets removed from the game. Wolves actually go on to win, and now they play tonight in the play-in game without Rudy Gobert, who's been suspended by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Got me thinking about the greatest scuffles in Minnesota sports history. Here are the rules around this list. The list includes scuffles that occurred within the team. Friendly fire, if you will. There are so many incidents of fighting opponents fighting fans even, that we're going to keep it to in-team because those are, are often the most petty and the most dramatic, and we're going to keep it within the team. So that eliminates things like Randy Moss versus the official with the water bottle, um, players climbing into the stands, the Gophers versus Ohio State in a raucous brawl at Williams Arena back in the day, things like that. We're going to keep this in-house the top five scuffles. And this is an impossible list. This is so difficult to not only to put together, but to rank uh, from five to one. So please let me know what you think in the comments section on YouTube, Lockdown Sports Minnesota, your top five. And if you disagree with the list, let me know. And let me know if I forgot something. I do want to thank Dan Winnesota, who is one of the ultimate Minnesota sports trivia buffs. He's an author. He uh, helps out Dan Barrero on the radio with some cataclysmic dates in Minnesota sports history. He contributed some good ideas for this list as well. And I want to acknowledge a couple of them in the honorable mentions section, uh, particularly the fighting saints, the Minnesota fighting saints who, you know, a lot of people just wouldn't have this up off the top of their head to say, Oh, not the St. Paul saints, the Minnesota fighting saints hockey team back in 1975. Uh, they took on their, like minor league affiliate equivalent, basically in the Johnstown jets and in an inner squad game in Mankato got into an all out line brawl, September 27th, 1975. And, and I don't know if I'm putting my foot in my mouth here, but I believe from my reading, this was the inspiration for the movie slap shot, literally the inspiration for the movie slap shot um, because of the way that these guys just beat each other up. The St. Star winger got in a fight big brawl fans loved it um the mayor of the city got involved and said like what's gotten into these animals or something like that it was it was crazy and you should read about that um dan Winnesota, i believe has written about that that team so 
That was wild. That's on our honorable mentions list. And hey, for those who lived through that almost 50 years ago, that might be number one. It might be. There's not as much video evidence. It's not talked about as much, but hey, that could be number one on the list. It's not quite as on the radar, but that is very, very crazy in Minnesota sports history. Um, This one got put in the honorable mention section because there's another pretty good one from this very same Twins team, but Torrey Hunter and Justin Morneau got into it. And it's hard to imagine now, you know, Torrey Hunter came back kind of as the more mild-mannered veteran in 2015. He's done some work as a broadcaster with the team, and Justin Morneau is now a broadcaster with the team. And you wouldn't expect this, but back in 2005, Torrey Hunter tries to throw a punch at Justin Morneau, clocks Nick Punto instead. Uh, and as we've come to find out in this list, the 2005 season was frustrating uh, for a couple different Minnesota sports teams. I put out a call for recommendations on Twitter. Nobody mentioned this one, but 2009 Delman Young. Yeah, I see the light bulbs going on now. Delman Young, a couple, like four games before the end of the season, Twins were in a must-win situation in Detroit. And if they don't win this game, there's no game 163. They had to win on the road before going home. Basically needed to win out. And Delman Young got plunked middle of the game. He was on the wrong end of retaliation. One of the Twins pitchers had thrown at an ex-twin or thrown behind, I think, Adam Everett, an ex-twin. And then the Tigers retaliated and hit Delman Young. Delman Young, he doesn't charge the mound. He doesn't kick the catcher over. He doesn't charge at the opposing dugout or the manager. Turns around, starts screaming at his own dugout and had to be separated. Never have seen that in Major League Baseball. Delman Young going at his own pitcher or his own team because they put him in a spot to get plunked by a pitch. So that that is very unique, and that, that's another honorable mention on this list. So we got a top five here, and again, tough to rank them, but it's Minnesota sports rank them, so we're going to do it. Number five on the list. I'll have to apply an asterisk already on number five because I'm not sure that there was – a physical confrontation aspect to this list. This was more of a me versus you. I'm going to cause chaos. I'm going to cause drama amongst this team. uh, And I'm just going to blow everything up. And this is the Jimmy Butler incident where Jimmy Butler takes on the team at practice. Tom Thibodeau sitting back watching. I don't know if he was loving it. I don't know if he was shell-shocked. I don't know if he was hating every second of it, but basically losing control of Jimmy Butler, who came to Tibbs in the offseason, one year spent in Minnesota, tells himself, I don't like this Wiggins guy. I don't like this Cat guy. I don't know. They don't want to win as much as I do. They don't want to work as hard as I do. I want out. Wolves were an eighth seed the year before. Wasn't all bad. Jimmy Butler was beloved here. Seemed like things were going well. Well, they weren't. Jimmy Butler got a whiff of uh, of what it was going to be like in Minnesota, apparently, and didn't like it. So he told Tibbs, his guy, I want out. Tibbs is the president of the team, GM, coach, he's everything, wearing all the hats. He doesn't want to grant that trade. He wants him on the team. So he plays some hardball. He, he holds on to hope and wants Jimmy to change his mind. Well, Jimmy shows up at practice, cusses everybody out, takes some guys from the end of the bench and challenges the starters and says, hey, let me show you how much you need me, even though you can't have me, just to twist the knife in. Um, And the legend goes that Jimmy Butler worked 
the starters on the Minnesota Timberwolves with a bunch of scrubs and took it to them, ran them up and down the floor. He storms off in ultimate mic drop fashion and basically walks into a room with uh, Rachel Nichols, the interviewer for ESPN, and does an exclusive sit down airing out his grievances. What a move. The cojones on that guy. It's it's so unprecedented, and it sounds like he pulled it off exactly as he wanted to. Made a huge scene, went public, uh, made his statement to the Timberwolves, kind of burned his bridge. I mean, you go into that basically saying, this is it. I am lighting everything on fire, and there's no going back. And he pulled it off and got traded to the 76ers. And uh, that marriage didn't last long either. But Jimmy Butler versus everybody on the Timberwolves. That's number five on our list of top five scuffles. And I'm not sure it was a physical scuffle as much as it was a power move on Butler's part. Uh, The rest of these, there's definitely a physical confrontation aspect. And we'll get to our top four after I remind you that we are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sports betting partner of Locked On. New customers can earn a no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's a lot of great sports this time of year. You've got golf every weekend. Still three more majors coming up. Find the futures on that. The futures on the NFL draft, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. It's all available at FanDuel. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and very easy to use. You can bet on everything imaginable, hundreds of ways to wager, including same-game parlays for a chance at big payouts you stack those bets up. Also, that no sweat first bet is pretty lucrative as well, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If that first bet doesn't win, check out fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel. All right, number four on the list 2012 Vikings. This was a team that shocked the NFL. Coming off a 3-13 and 13 campaign, Christian Ponder, given the reins to the QB position, I'm not sure the Vikings had very high expectations mid-rebuild. And the defense was plucky that year. Adrian Peterson up coming off the ACL was amidst a 2,000-yard season. Things were good. Unexpected success is some of the most satisfying sports viewing, and the Vikings were delivering it. They had also a fourth-year lightning bug in Percy Harvin, who was electric in the first half of that season. Now, the Vikings couldn't throw the ball. Um, They found creative ways to get Harvin involved, a little bit in the running game, a little short bubble screens, and Harvin was doing his thing. Like He was the only real passing game source for the Vikings that season. Um, But then things reached a boiling point, and we don't know exactly what led up to it. Percy Harvin has admitted since that he dealt with severe anxiety, severe migraines, um, you know, marijuana use, it's stuff that um, might have led to this confrontation. But Percy Harvin was very upset. Uh, Percy Harvin was very upset in Seattle during a Vikings loss. I think he may have re-aggravated an ankle injury during that game, ankle that had been nagging him. Um, And then Percy Harvin was suddenly on the IR, and he wasn't with the team. And then word comes out that there was a a weight room incident where a weight was thrown from Percy Harvin to Leslie Frazier. Leslie Frazier, I mean, there's nothing to indicate that Leslie Frazier was a confrontational kind of guy. Maybe he was in this case. 
but Percy Harvin going after Leslie Frazier. This is not someone that was going to uh, to stir the pot too much in Leslie. Mild-mannered, very quiet, and generally players seem to uh, to appreciate him. Percy Harvin did not. Now, I've thought long and hard about how heavy a weight this had to be uh, for Percy Harvin to not throw his shoulder out of joint, for the weight to travel any meaningful distance with enough speed to actually injure anybody. Is this just like the, the three-pound weight? that you see at the gym, the people holding in the air, they walk around the track, or is a five-pound weight, 10-pound weight? That could do some damage. Uh, was Leslie Frazier able to dodge it easily? Was it uh, was it harrowing? I'm not sure of how dangerous this weight throw was, but the thrown weight, that precipitated Percy Harvin's way out of Minnesota. And as you'll see, a, a common theme on this list, these guys didn't last long after the incident. Jimmy Butler, gone. Uh, Percy Harvin, gone traded to the Seahawks the next year, and his career really never recovered from that. Off-field issues plagued Percy, injuries plagued Percy, and he could not get it really figured out anywhere else. But that's number four in our list of Minnesota sports scuffles. All right, um, let's go back to that 2004-05 range where you know we talked about the, the Torrey Hunter-Justin Morneau incident. Let's go to the Timberwolves. 2004-05 season. This is coming off their all-time great Western Conference Finals run. Flip Saunders is the coach. KG's the star. He's got Sam Cassell, Wally Zerbiak, um, and someone named Rick Rickert. Now, Rick Rickert rings a bell with a lot of people locally because he was a local product. He played for the University of Minnesota. Second-round pick in the NBA draft. Did not really pan out as well as Rick Rickert would have hoped. Didn't really click in the NBA. But foreshadowing for how that 2004-05 season was going to end up going, Rick Rickert was having a nice practice. He was taking it to Kevin Garnett, and he was scoring on him, scoring on Big Ticket, who notoriously one of the the most fierce, ferocious competitors, uh, big trash talker, hard worker in a practice setting. The legend goes that Rick Rickert was on a hot streak. So KG, unprovoked, just slugged him, just clocked him. And Rickert's 21. Second round pick, you gonna fight back against Kevin Garnett? No, I don't. I mean, not really. Reportedly, seven stitches were needed to close the cut on Rickard's chin. Um, when Kevin Garnett throws a punch, I think that kind of ends the confrontation, though. I mean, people people look so highly of KG in this market, and I don't even know if KG returns the love. He's had his issues with uh, T Wolves management over the years, but KG probably was not an easy teammate to always play with because of. Just sort of uh, what the things that bounced around in his head. I'm not sure always made sense. He was kind of a wild animal. And that was what was great about him. But it also probably made him do stuff like this. Just the funniest part about, about, about all this to me. I mean, I hate to make Rickard the punchline, but he's 21 years old. And in the story about this that I read on NBC News, his, mo- his mom is quoted in the story. Uh, she did a phone interview. like, And I can just see that the rookie Rickard going home and saying, mom, mom, why'd you have to talk to the media? Huh? The quote is something like Rick was very surprised that Kevin responded the way he did, but, and I'm sure that he wanted to fight his own battle in that case, but I found that amusing. Uh, Kevin Garnett, by the way, that did not precipitate a trade yet for him. The Timberwolves had a terrible year. Timberwolves were never the same after that Western conference finals run, but uh, Kevin Garnett ended up having a pretty illustrious career after this. Rick Rickert did not. 
I'm not even sure Rick Rickard played in the NBA, to be honest with you. So that's number three on our list. We got our top two coming up. But first, reminder that you should subscribe to NFL Draft Buzz. That is the Luke Inman authored newsletter about the NFL Draft. He works here at Lockdown Sports Minnesota. Check that out. LockedOnPodcast.com slash newsletters to subscribe. Get the latest top fives and articles about the NFL Draft. We're only 16 days away from the first round. All right, two to go on the list. They're both baseball-related. There's nothing like a good baseball argument. These guys are together for 162 games a year. They wear on each other. The 2005 Twins sound familiar? Yes, there was another incident as well, kind of like the Timberwolves. That was a team that kind of hit their peak, and then things didn't go well when it bottomed out. The Twins had won three straight division titles. 2005, they severely underachieved, only won 83 games. Kyle Loesch was one of their starting pitchers, and he had been at odds with the organization for a couple of years for one reason or another. But uh, late in 2005, he was pulled after a start, after two innings, gave up five runs, and then he countered with something like, I, I, want, I want the manager to you know, have my back, or I want my guys to have my back, as if he felt like he was pulled too early. Um, goes to Ron Gardenhire's door and smokes it. I think he actually got a couple doors with his backswing. Uh, Kyle Osh didn't get a chance to swing a bat much in his career. American League designated hitter, but he got a chance to swing one here, and he clubbed in Ron Gardenhire's door. Ron Gardenhire fires back. He was never afraid to to kind of be direct with the media. He said, you know, we're we're making decisions to win ball games. I don't know what it means to have someone's back, but uh, basically, Kyle, you got to pitch better. Well, Kyle Osh, you're out of here. He was traded the next year to the Cincinnati Reds. Here's the crazy thing. You'd think that something like that and, and kind of the history they had with Kyle Loesch might have meant that he wasn't going to be long for Major League Baseball. No. Kyle Loesch had a great career after this, and, and a long career, too. Kyle Loesch, this happened in 2005. He pitched until 2016. He won 147 games in the big leagues. Um, five years in St. Louis, three in Milwaukee. So clearly people were able to tolerate him after Minnesota. And he was a big part of those division title teams for, uh, in 0203-04. But yeah, just snapped in 2005. Rest in peace, Rodden Gardenhire's door. All right, we've reached number one on the list. I think I got the most suggestions for this one on Twitter. This just takes you back to when baseball meant everything uh, to the country, you know, to the guys that were playing, there was kind of this honor code. This is the Dan Gladden, Steve Lombardozzi incident of 1988. The background twins had won the world series. I mean, it just seems like people get really irked when seasons don't live up to expectations. And that was 1988 twins had won the world series, 1988. They didn't win the world series. And, Steve Lombardozzi was pinch hit for Tom Kelly made the decision in 1988, pulled Lombo from the game. Lombo leaves the dugout and didn't stay around to, as Kyle Osh might say, have his guys back. Well, Dan Gladden didn't, didn't appreciate that. Gladden confronted Lombardozzi. Didn't end there. Lombardozzi drives to Dan Gladden's house, had the whole drive over, as someone pointed out on Twitter. He could have cooled down the whole time. A lot of times you just need to take 10, take 10 minutes, have some deep breaths. I think most people would have let this uh, dissipate. Nope. Lombardozzi arrives at Gladden's house. 
shows up to his door, and the two sparred on the front lawn. They boxed it out. <laughs> Lombardozzi shows up with a black eye. Gladden shows up with a cracked finger bone. And what ties it all together is Tom Kelly, who says, quote, they settled it like men. And I think it just adds to the mystique that Gladden, baseball player's baseball player, blue collar guy, you know, helped them win the World Series in 87 and influential in 1991, too. So like around like with those bookends of World Series in 87, 91, there's really no there's no wrong that these twins legends can do. These are still the only players that have produced a championship among the four major men's sports teams in this city. And even something as petty as a fight on the front lawn, it kind of goes down, like you, you smile, you chuckle. It goes down in the annals of that twin story that led to those two World Series. Gladden versus Lombardozzi, and they settled it like men in the front lawn. That's so funny. I love the story. I appreciated all the suggestions. Everybody wanted me to talk about that one, and I'm going to give it number one spot. On the rankings, Gladden and Lombo. That's the list for today on Minnesota Sports Rankum. Thank you so much for watching. Comment below what you thought of the list and which ones I left off, which I egregiously should not have. I'm also on Twitter at Sam Ekstrom. We also have other shows on this network, the Minnesota Football Party, four days a week, as is the Ron Johnson Show, covering Minnesota Vikings draft, Timberwolves and Wild playoff reactions like a blanket here on Lockdown Sports Minnesota. Until next time on Minnesota Sports Rankum, so long.